Hello, everyone. This is Deborah Brown Volkman. I am your podcast host for Wisdom Comes with Wrinkles. Getting older in the workplace is not something to be feared. It is something to be celebrated. You've gone through a lot, battle scars and wounds, and they come with wisdom, but wisdom comes with a little bit of wrinkles. And, And I think that that's okay. And it really is the premise of this podcast where guests come on and they share their lessons learned Uh, with people, you know, with the up and coming generation in the workplace. So it's a career focused podcast. I meet the most interesting people and our guest is so interesting. But before I introduce her, I say this at the beginning of every podcast. Some of you are watching the podcast and some of you are listening to it. I take notes. So I have my, my little yellow pads. I like to take notes. I like to, when guests say things, I like to capture things in the moment Uh, So if you see me looking down, it's because I am looking down because I really want this podcast to be the best that it can be for you. So our guest is Kelly Segroy. She is a licensed mental health counselor. She has so multifaceted, so interesting, and she has a lot of really great things to say. So Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Deborah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to speak with you today. Yay! So looking forward to this. So we're going to start right with your lesson because it's a good one. Your lesson is everything is meant to help. Everything is meant to help, even the bad stuff. So have have you gone through some bad stuff? Well, yes. So I think, you know, we all have these wrinkles, which shows we've we've lived a life, right? um, So one of the hardest things that I have been through in my life was 11 years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and spent a year in treatment through chemo and radiation and, you know, the whole surgeries and all of that. And at the time I was a, um, I was a dental hygienist. I had been a dental hygienist. And then, then at that point for about 10, 20 years, um, and something just stopped feeling fulfilling for me at that point in time. And when I went through treatment, I realized that there was not a lot of support for myself or my family. My kids were young at the time. My parent, my mom was taking care of me. Um, there was no support for me from as far as, you know, social worker or therapy went. And I, I vaguely, well, actually, I specifically remember my last day of radiation, the social worker walked up to me and asked me if there was anything I needed. And so this was about eight months post-diagnosis and throughout my whole treatment, I was done. And I was like, really? Like now? Um, So I had made the decision that I wanted to go back to school. And I had originally thought I would go into oncology nursing. Okay. Um, But that meant redoing so many sciences. So I was able to transfer everything into a counseling um, master's program. And so my original plan out of school was to go into cancer therapy, being there for cancer people. Um, And, you know, more things along the line, the universe had different plans for me. I ended up, I was in Connecticut at the time, ended up moving to Florida. And fast forward to about October, 2019, I opened my own practice and then COVID hit. Um, So three months into having my own business, COVID started. Um, And here I am right now going into 2023, just hired a therapist. We got hammered by Ian 
about a month and a half ago. So Ian came in by as a cat four, almost cat five hurricane. My office space has been destroyed. So I'm working in this little office with a, with a therapist that I just hired who's working virtually. Everything's upside down and we're still thriving and pushing forward. And yeah, it's been a mess. Like really, we we just like from the past, I look at the past seven or eight years of going through all of that schooling and not having a clue what I was doing to finding my truest passion, uh, a job, a career, a profession that is more than I could have ever imagined. Um, very willingly throwing my entire self into my career right now. Um, and, and to the point where I can't even get people to work with my new therapist because the referrals are are coming in from other people that they just want to work with me and there's not enough hours in my day so I never could have ever imagined having this amount of fulfillment from any profession let alone something that came after a cancer diagnosis that's that's just that's just amazing. That's just amazing. So so you went to school and you said I want to do cancer therapy and now you're doing mental health. So yeah. how did how did that come about? So I thought I would go into working just with cancer patients. Um I applied for every job that didn't require a license out of school because with therapy you have to do um intern you have to do like hired internship working supervision hours. And I got a position, I went to an interview at a place, I had no idea what I was interviewing for. Um, I ended up applying at a methadone maintenance clinic. So working with addicts and getting hired and having it be the two years of the most amazing job I've ever had. Um, I had an amazing team of other counselors that worked with me. I had a supervisor that is responsible for me believing in myself and really pushing forward and becoming the best version of me as a person and a therapist. So the plan was different for me, right? The plan that I had mapped out this whole journey of mm -hmm. this is where my life is going to go. It evolved and it became something completely different and it was difficult at that point in time to embrace that and allow it. But as I look back now, I can see how everything that's been a huge challenge in my life really led me to something amazing, some of the best opportunities I've ever had. So when I say that everything's here to help, everything in my life that has been tragic or a challenge or just seemed like a mountain too high to climb, once I got to the top and came back down, I could see that what was waiting for me on the other side was just more than I could have ever imagined it to be and had nothing to do with my original path, which also amazes me. That, that, that is. So, so basically, so you said, I'm going to do cancer. And then you went into a different direction and, and you discovered you discovered mental health. Now, that's that's a big issue today in the workplace. Yeah. Oh, well, we're, you know, in our society, mental health, as far as, you know, just in general, it's, it's got such a stigma, right? I have people that come for therapy that are so nervous because they've never gone to therapy or they put off therapy because they're afraid of therapy. They don't talk about their mental health because they're afraid of being judged. Mm -hmm. And we can't, we can't get away from mental health, right? Our mental health 
is affected by everything, including our jobs, including, you know, we spend more time at work than anywhere else most of the time, right? I worked for a boss one time who would tell me he spent like three times more of hours with me than he ever did with his family when I was a dental assistant because we were so close together all day, every day. So having a workplace that is conducive to your mental wellness is so important. And unfortunately, there's a lot of places that don't have that today. Yeah, you know, I'm actually thinking of two questions, you know, which which is what do you, so like part A is what do you do if you're in a place that's toxic? And then the other play, other question is, how do you prevent yourself from choosing a job that's, that's toxic? Yeah. So those are awesome questions. So one, how do you, what do you do if you're in a job that's toxic, right? Bottom line. And I know this sounds like so much easier than it is get out. There is no job or no amount of money or no, there's nothing that's worth your health because the, the fact of the matter is stress and, and mental strain and, and toxicity and mental and verbal abuse, emotional abuse, wherever it is, eventually takes its toll on our overall health. It will eventually affect you systemically. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen it happen. I believe it's happened with me. I do believe that my cancer diagnosis was related to extreme stress. And I see people with health issues all the time that when they're out of toxic environments, including workplaces, they get better. The other piece, and I, gosh, I wish I listened to this years ago before I had all these wrinkles, but I can't tell you how many jobs I had interviewed for when there were red flags slapping me in the face. Yes, watch the red flags. Right, right? and I got caught up in, I need a job. This is good money. I'm going to have to deal with whoever, my parents, my husband, blah, 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 whatever. If I don't have a job, I'm not going to have the money, right? We put so much emphasis on money and less emphasis on our health. And I think we have it backwards, right? I mean, yes, we need money to survive, but man, you'd need a whole lot less money to survive if you weren't sick all the time. Yeah. No, 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 it's true. Like with the red flags, like I, I work with people who are struggling and, you know, I meet people who are unhappy and and something has happened to them. And sometimes we can go back and do a debrief and they knew, like, I will say to them, did you know, on the interview that something was missing? And they will say, yes. Well, what happened? I wanted the job. I wanted the money. I wanted it on my resume. And what happens is people say, how bad can it be? Like, how bad can it be? But if you're yes. in the wrong job, you know, it takes a toll on your mental well-being. It takes a toll on your self-esteem, your self-doubt. And then what happens is, because you said, which was key, which is get out, you can't get out. You can't get out because you don't feel good about yourself. Your worth has dropped. Your worth has Correct. dropped, right? So the first thing is try not to get yourself into that situation. But if you're in it, you have to really take care of yourself, yeah, get a therapist, right? Well, you have to um, have support. I just want to say, like, you absolutely, have to have absolutely. Yes. And and I think that's where therapy has changed today. In that traditional sitting, you know, you laying on the couch and and me holding a notepad is not what therapy is anymore. Um, my practice is very interactive. I don't just ask people how they feel about something and then stare at them and nod my head. We we communicate. We talk. We 
you know, we problem solve together. I offer solutions and see where people are with the solutions. So therapy has taken a very different, therapy's gotten to be a lot like coaching today, yes, right? Like yes. it's, it's different. It's let's, let's solve life's problems together. I'm not going to tell you what you should do, but I'm going to help you find those solutions for yourself. And some of those have to do with jobs. Um, red flags, my job before I started my own business, I had this two year plan, right? And I went to this interview and my first day on this job, they, they interviewed so well. My first day on this job, I was like, uh oh, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Several months later, so that was in June, by that October, I was paralyzed in fear, not knowing what to do next and woke up the next morning going, okay, let's make a website and get some business cards and find a space to rent. I had no idea how to run a business, but I just knew this was it. This was my sign jump in head first, feet first, arms flailing and do it. And when I made it through COVID, I was like, wow, I made it through my first year and it was a COVID year. This is going to be okay. okay. I had $5 in my bank account a few days. I mean, that's a scary place to be. I own a home. I have a family, but I can like now I can never go back to be, I will never be in that situation again and ignore any red flags. Yeah. And that's what, and that's what you learn, right? So we look at the lesson, like everything is meant to help even the bad stuff. So what you learned is I will never do this again. And, and you also said something interesting, like in the beginning, like you knew that job wasn't right for you, but you, but you stayed, right. You knew it wasn't right for you, but you stayed and people are afraid to leave. They're afraid to go. I can't leave this job. I just, I have bills to pay, but also how will it look to the outside if I go? You know, if you're in the wrong job, you have to go. Do the best that you can do to go, right? Do the best right. you can go. Um, you know, in your work, you talk about worth, right? You talk, you talk about self-worth. What do you do? How do you find your worth when you aren't feeling very worthy? Yeah, so gosh, that's a great question remembering that our worth is never really, it never goes anywhere. It's always in us. The reason we question our worth is because we're comparing ourselves to external things. We're, we're searching for external validation. And when we don't get it, or we don't get enough of it, we question our own worth that we don't deserve the validation. But the fact of the matter is we've always been worthy from day one. We've been born worthy. When we're infants and we're born, we didn't know that we had to prove our worth. We just existed. But as we grow, we encounter situations where we're forced to prove our worth, especially in bad jobs with, you know, controlling bosses or people that are, you know, cutthroat coworkers that want the, the, uh, the worth themselves, right? They want the approval for themselves. I've experienced it all my worth never changed. It was doubting my worth at that point in time, because I was searching for that validation externally. So for me, it was about going internally and recognizing that just because someone else doesn't see my worth, it doesn't make it disappear. It doesn't mean it's not there. I use the example of being colorblind. If, if someone's colorblind and they don't see that my shirt is a particular color, it doesn't change that my shirt is a different co- that color. Right. People who can't see their own worth are never going to see my worth, but I see worth in everybody because I recognize now my worth. Okay. So, so what's one thing you can do? Like you, if you're not feeling worthy, what's one thing you can do to help, help boost it? Yeah. Recognize your, all your qualities, everything that you show up with, right? 
we, we have a habit of picking up on all the things we failed at. Our brain is wired to always see negatives. That's why we get a, like a fascinated with car accidents. It's just how we're wired, but instead switch it and say, what do I bring here, right? Look at all that I do that's amazing. Look at how far I've come. Look at how, you know, I've risen up from every single thing that has knocked me down. I am worthy. I deserve to be treated like I am worthy because that is the truth of who I am. It's a cognitive thing. We get in this argument with our own brain, right? You're worthy. No, you're not. You screwed this up. No, but I did this. No, but you failed at this. It's just this constant argument. And, and that's just the, our societal norms barking in our ears. Yeah. It sounds like we need some objectivity, like switching the brain. Like, as you were saying, like I was thinking like making a list like make, make a list of, you know, all the great things that you did, all your successes, you know, what it took for you to get here. Yeah. You know, and the, the fact of this is, this is how the brain works after a while, it automatically shifts. The neurons change their pathways. So if you are continuously beating yourself up in your mind, that's what you're going to go to. But if you start shifting that and every time you say something negative, replace it with something positive, eventually with practice, your brain goes to the positive before the negative or it corrects it quickly. That's that's the ability of our mind. So when we talk about mindset shifts, right, we talk about shift your mindset, change how you speak to yourself. I ask people, if your best friend came to you with this problem, would you speak to your best friend the way you're speaking to yourself right now? Mm-hmm. Never. We'd never speak to someone else that way, or at least someone we cared about. So I tell people, talk to yourself like you're your best friend because you are, right? What would you tell your best friend right now? You'd build them up. You'd tell them how amazing they are. Tell them not to get down on this. You can, you can handle anything. Well, they're your friend for a reason because they see that in you. I would say that to myself all the time. People love me that I love. So I can't be all that bad. That's right. All right, good. All right. So um, is there anything that you would like to say before we wrap up? You know, I just think from a, from a job, career, life standpoint, remember that, you know, we're not going to get to the end of the time and wish we worked more, Right. We're not going to, I'm not, I know I'm not going to be on my deathbed going, gosh, I'm glad I passed up all those opportunities to spend with friends and family and, and exploring so that I could work more and more and more. So really prioritizing a work-life balance and taking the time to, to play, to explore, to really have fun and take care of yourself and your own well-being. Because without that, I know for me, if I don't take that time for me, I show up at work you're not going to want to see me because I'm going to start bleeding into your problems, right? Mm-hmm. I am going to be the problem. So taking that time to really regenerate and integrate, um, to heal our own stresses and nature for me is the place to do it. So I don't know about everybody else, but I need to get out in the woods or on the water somewhere where I can really cleanse that energy. And then I can go back refreshed again. But if you're waking up on Monday morning or worse, Sunday night, Sunday morning, you're dreading the next day. It's time to rethink, is this job for me? Is it worth it? Yeah. So I think people have more options today, which is, which is wonderful. Okay. So how can our listeners find you? So they can find me, um, you know, you have my name there. So you can Google me. I show up all over the place. Hmm. Um, Plus there's not many names like mine. No, there Um, isn't. 
You can find me on Facebook by my name or by the okay. Relationship Reboot, which is my coach, my relationship coaching program. Okay. Um, on all social media, I'm just my first and my last name. I'll make it simple. Okay. All right, good. All right, so I want to thank you very much for being oh, here. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yay. All right. So this is Deborah Brown Volkman, podcast host of Wisdom Comes with Wrinkles. I want to thank you so much for being here and I will see you next time.